Broadcasting from the Young Idea Studios at Guest and Gray, this is KFNY, True Texas Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dig Deep. My name is Stephen Carroll and I'm here with you every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and we are so thankful that you have joined in with us here again on TrueTexasRadio.com and uh, hopefully you have the KFNY app as well. If you hadn't downloaded that, make sure that you uh, download that. So thankful again, as always, for Will and his desire to have a program like this on the station each week. And I was so thankful for you joining in. Uh, glad that you were a part of it with us. And uh, as always, we'd love to get to know you better. And so if you would, um, I don't know who's not on Facebook. If you're over 25, you're on Facebook. If you would uh, search on Facebook and find Stephen Carroll, Stephen with a V, two R's, two L's. And I have a page there. I'd love for you to like that. It's the Stephen Carroll Dig Deep page. So if you would, go there, and I also have a website, www.wedigit.org, and would love to have you uh, go check us out there as well. I'll be updating that in the next few weeks. Also on Twitter, at StephenCarroll77. So uh, make sure you find us there and keep up with us. We'd love to uh, keep developing relationship with you. And so, again, we're just glad that you've joined in here. Man, we're just super excited. I know we've had quite a few listeners each week, and um, hopefully you've been joined in with us for the last uh, 14 weeks. It's kind of hard to believe. Been doing this for 14 weeks here since January and just loving it. Loving it. Hope you are too. And we have been uh, doing a series on the power of uh, fellowship and community. And we're still kind of finishing that up. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But hey, we're thankful to our sponsors. I want to give them a shout out as well here. Uh, Miss Molly Pennington. She is a uh, real estate, a realtor here in town. And she's with Premier Legacy Real Estate. And um, so if you would uh, check on her again, Molly Pennington, and if you can find her out, she's uh, helping us get the word out each week in this broadcast. We're thankful for her. And also Miss Angie Carricker, she's with the Mike Mazik Group here in Dallas. And if you go to my page, you can see their website and such as that. We'd love to have you be a part. If you'd like to support the broadcast, be a part of it. Help us stay on the air. Help support our ministry as you learn more about it. Uh, we'd love to have you on board as well uh, with our nonprofit ministry that that we uh, work in together, my wife, Don, and I. And so um, we'd love to have you involved in that as well. Again, uh, we're thankful that you're here and thankful that you've joined in this morning. And man, I hope that this has been something that you look forward to every Sunday morning, that you have the chance to join in wherever you are, whether you're driving and car, or maybe you're at home or wherever you may be. Uh, just thankful that you would take the time to, to be a part of this with us uh, as well. So we've been talking about the power of fellowship and community. And, and here, here's the whole idea is that I absolutely love this and I'm having a hard time kind of getting out of the series, but, um, and I don't know that I'll ever get out of it because it's really the core of who we are as a ministry and what we believe, because the whole idea is that we as individuals, uh, we believe that we were created, uh, by God and for God and, uh, for his glory. And, and he does everything in our life for our good and that he has a purpose involved in everything. And as I've said over and over again, uh, you know, when you say things like that, and, and I don't know where you are in life and what you're facing in life, but when you when you speak out things like what I just said, that God has a purpose, God is in control. Um, you know, we live in a day and age and, and with so many questions and so many things that are uncertain. And as you watch the, as you're watching the news uh, today or this week, you can see the uncertainty that people have and the conflict and different things that happen. And then not to, not to mention in your own life, all of us, we have... Uh, issues that we face. We have questions that are unanswered. We don't know exactly why things happen. Um, but as I've said over and over again, it's, it's not really so much that, that I can answer those questions because I really can't. But what I do know is that is that in my faith that I have put in God, what I've recognized is that, you know, so often God, and I've said this before, God gets kind of blamed for things that are really a result of the fact that we live in a, a world that's just fallen. You know, if you go all the way back to the beginning, which we've talked about, and when the the, the creation and and how God created Adam in His image, and and the whole purpose of that was to share with Adam who He was, to give Adam a part of who He was, so that he could um, identify with with God personally and have a relationship with God. God gave him responsibilities. And, and as we, as you know, it came to that point where God said, look, it's not good for man to be alone. So he created a woman and created Eve 
and together they were able to have companionship community and that's where it all began and for me and my wife donna we've we've talked about that at length and my wife donna did a, an incredible study on this whole idea of, of genesis and that story and and so god created man and woman in his image and for a purpose to glorify him and, and to have a relationship with him and then to share that relationship with one another to complement each other uh, we've often said that you know when adam was 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 there alone and god said look this isn't good that you know we we talked about how that god we took the rib out or took a part of who adam was out of himself and so when a man looks at a woman he sees what he lost and then when a woman looks at a man she sees what she never had but that they complement each other but the only way that can happen is when we have individually that relationship with god through jesus christ and and so that's what we've been mentioning and so we have these questions about things what happened was that there came this point in time in in the, the story of, of adam and eve and their children and all these different things that were going on and and when sin entered into the world and the bible says and and teaches us that wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, then death passed upon all men because all have sinned. So you see, we live in a sinful world. We live in a world that's, that's fallen. We live in a world that is, is imperfect. And, and because of that, we need, we need saving. We need redemption. We need help. And so sickness and disease and mosquitoes, I always like to throw mosquitoes in there because they have to be a result of, I mean, of the of the fall of when sin came into the world ticks issues briars thickets all these things the bible said that god after man sinned and and sin entered into the world that it was going to be difficult and part of that difficulty is 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 having to live this life and and make these choices and and having to face the difficulties that that are in our day-to-day -day life finances and 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 marital issues and and children uh, questions that we just don't understand sickness disease death all this all this is a result of sin and, and there is an enemy i mean there is and and the enemy satan his whole purpose is to divide and conquer to destroy and that's what he intended to do in the garden of eden and if you read that and if you think back about that in, in genesis then the, the whole story was that, that yes, the enemy came and, and tried to cause issues and tried to cause separation between man and God. And he accomplished that. But then the Bible says that, that God made a plan and had a plan from the very beginning. He had a purpose. Here's the thing. People often say, well, well why would God even allow that to happen? I mean, what is it that God's after? You know, I've often said, and, and I believe, love forced you know, that's not love. Love force is not love at all. Love, love is a choice. Love is a decision that we make. And God created man in his image and then created a woman to be with man to complement the man and to be there so he wouldn't be by himself. But then in the midst of all that, um, God wants us to make a choice, a decision that, hey, we, we, we choose to believe you. We choose to have faith. We choose to love you. And so in the midst of all this sin that we live in and all these issues and the sin that was happening in that, in that moment when Adam and Eve fell and when Adam chose to eat from the apple and we talked about that, how that it was his choice, his decision. Eve ate the apple and they didn't know they were naked and they weren't ashamed. But then Adam ate the apple and then at that point, or ate the fruit, at that point his eyes were opened. And so here's the deal is, is at that point, um, God intervened. He says, look, he talked to the serpent, which was Satan. He said, because you've done this, you're cursed. And so the, the serpent, you're going to have to crawl on your belly and grovel in the dust as long as you live. But here's where he starts talking to the, the enemy. He says, and I'm going to put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. And then he transitions and said, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And at that point right there is where God began to say, look, you know what? I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to send I'm going to send my president. I'm going to send my son, Jesus, he, and he's going to strike your head. He's going to deal you a crushing blow. He's going to deal you a devastating blow, an ending blow, a life ending blow. And you're going to strike his heel. But at the end of the day, he's going to solve the problem. And see, that's the whole point of where we are right now. And that's what I believe that so many of us have to understand is we kind of think about this question. Well, why God? Why do these things happen? Why? Stephen, what, what is this issue? Why do people go through sickness why do people go through this why do these things happen we've talked about that but as you think back about it it's this 
It's the idea that, that sin entered into the world. And then God sent his promise, Jesus Christ, into this world so that he could make a way. That's why Jesus said, and I've said this before, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so at that point, Jesus entered into the world. Now, here's what's great about it. We've talked about this. He was born of a virgin, and he came into the world sinless. And he came into the world as we do, but not as we are. And so we come into the world, and we, we enter into this life filled with sin and sinful from the beginning. You can look at any two-year-old and see the selfishness and all those things that are in them. Just naturally, we want what's ours, right? But as that happens, Jesus entered into the world because he came miraculously then he entered into the world and he grew, and, but, he, but as he grew, he went through everything that we would face. He, he experienced all that we would experience. He had to battle through all the issues and all the issues, all the struggles, all those moments in life. And then he went through the process, and we're going to finish this up and talk about this in a few minutes, and ultimately, obediently to the Lord, gave his life, which we talked about last week, and which we remembered last week, and then three days later, God raised him from the dead. And because of his life, we can have life. Do you get it? So here's what I want you to see today. I cannot convince you. I cannot change you. I can't do anything. I can't say anything that, that's going to cause you to choose. But what I can do is, is encourage you to make that choice. I can encourage you. I can share what I've learned. I can share what I believe that God has taught us. I can share with you what I believe the Word of God says. And, and hopefully that maybe that will cause you. To re realize, hey, you know what? This this wasn't God. This is a result of the enemy, and, and God hasn't left. And I've shared this with you before, but I, I, I come in contact with people all the time that have gone through situations that are beyond me, that are beyond anything that I could ever understand. And in the midst of that, to see them make the choice, to say, you know what? Even though these things have happened, even though I lost this person to cancer, even though this happened in my family, even though I don't understand why I lost this job, even though I don't understand why these things took place, I do believe that God is faithful and I do believe that God has a plan. Do you get that? And so here's the thing, and what's great is we kind of move back into what our thought is for the day, is that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to make things right, but Jesus also came to show us how things should be. He came to show us how we should live. He came to show us how to depend on God. You see, he was completely dependent upon his Father. He didn't make decisions based upon his own wants and, and needs. He made his decisions based upon the will of the Father. And that's what he said over and over again. In fact, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he's praying, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, man, this idea that as he was facing the cross, as we remember Jesus Christ and his, his death last week, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, and he prayed this prayer, Lord, is there any other way, any other way, but Lord, not my will, but yours be done. You know, so often we try to solve things ourselves. We try to fix things ourselves. We try to make things right. We can't make them right. At some point, we have to come to the place in our life where we realize, look, God, I need you. God, what is your will? What is your purpose? Usually that's after I've really messed things up. Usually it's after I've screwed things up royally. Maybe you're there today. Maybe you've made those choices. Maybe in your marriage, maybe in your business, maybe in, in your work with your children and your friendships and relationships, whatever the case may be, choices that you've made. Listen, we're all sinners. We all fall short. We're all going to jack things up all the time. But what's great about it in the midst of all of that is that we can be confident. We can become confident. We can choose to be confident in the fact that God sent his son, Jesus, that Jesus made a way and Jesus showed us how to live. He showed us how to be reliant upon the Father. And the result of that was, was that he fulfilled his purpose. Don't you want that? Don't you want to fulfill that purpose that God has put before you? You know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night by text message. And he and I were chatting. We were talking about just getting older. We were talking about how life is so short. And it is. I mean, it just seems like yesterday that I was the kid. You know, my parents were taking us places. And now here... I am 48 years old and have children at 23, 21, 17, and 14. It's crazy, isn't it? But as we were talking about that, one of the things that the things that, that came up in the conversation was just this uncertainty and how that we have to come to this place in life where we just have to have faith and believe, choose to have faith and believe that, that God's got a purpose, that God has ordered things for us, that God is, will, will right the wrongs, that he will 
redeem the things that are that are have been difficult. He'll fix what's broken. He can make things right for you today. That's what the whole story of the message of Easter is all about. So we talked about last week, right? And, and so, you know, as we, in talking about Easter and thinking about this idea, you know, I hope you had a great week last week. I hope that maybe the message last week caused you to stop and think, okay, you know what? That That is true. There's some truth in that. And maybe you're in this process of believing and, and, and beginning to say, you know what? I, I do believe. Uh, maybe you are someone that has believed for a while now. And so I hope you enjoyed that. Last week was, what did you do last week? You know? And I started thinking about this whole idea of, of sin and imperfection and difficulties and jacked up things. And, and man, isn't that, isn't that what happens when we get together a lot of times? You know, many of you probably got together with family last week over the weekend. I know here in, in Texas, in Forney, the kids had a long weekend, an extra long weekend. They were out on Friday and they were out on Monday. And so they had a four, a four day weekend. And so a lot of time with family, a lot of time together. Hey, were, were there any stressful moments last week? You know what I'm saying? When family gets together and you have people come in from different parts of the country or parts of the state and everybody comes in and gathers together. It's always fun. It was always fun when I was a kid to watch at the Easter egg hunts. I remember my son Jordan, man, he would get so furious because other kids would get more eggs than he got. One time I remember my, our daughter Megan was, was smaller than Jordan. And so we were making sure she had plenty of eggs and that she was happy. And of course, she's the only girl. And our two older boys, they were having a good time. But Jordan started watching Megan. Man, he was so frustrated because she had gotten more eggs than he had gotten or that he had put in his basket. I mean, that's it. You see, that's the, the sinfulness of our life. That's what creates stressful moments. Did you have any of those? Have you had any of those recently? Have you had anything that, that you just don't, those battles between family and between children, between you and your, your spouse at work and relationships? Any misunderstandings? Anything last week that caused issues? Hey, did you see people that you just kind of have to endure? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those people that, that just you're not going to choose to be around, but, but because of the circumstances, they, they brought you together. Listen, life is messy. You can't avoid it. Life's just messy. It just is. There's, there, there's going to be chaos around us. Why? Because we're sinful people. There's going to be things that are difficult. There are going to be things that, that we don't know how to handle. And, and man, we're going to make bad choices. We're going to make bad decisions. People are going to make bad decisions that impact us. You're going to be betrayed, you know. You're going to experience loss. Those are things that are a part of life, and they are hard. They're not something that we want. They're not something we wish for. But they're just things, they're just things that happen, man. And here's the great thing about it. And this is what I want you to see. The thing that I love about Jesus Christ was that when he came into this world, and he entered into this life. If you watch his life, if you read about his life, the one thing that he did was, man, he loved people. And he entered into the chaos of people's lives. And he authentically loved them. Whether it was Zacchaeus, the woman at the well that was caught in adultery, um, the, the, the different issues, that he came, the, the sickness, the disease, the conflict, the confusion, the anger, all these things. He entered into people's lives authentically because what? Life is messy. And so he entered into the mess with us. He didn't avoid it. He didn't say, okay, you guys come to me. No, he, he said, look, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to make a way. And all you have to do is believe. What was crazy about it was that he loved people so much and that he was so adamant about what he was called to do by his father that people were drawn to him by the hundreds, by the thousands, because they wanted to be around this man that was so different, that healed their diseases, that listened to them, that spoke with love and compassion, that had answers to the questions that they were, they were struggling with. It wasn't that they, they, they had looked to religion and they had looked to the law, they had looked to religious leaders and, 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 and just something was missing. And what Jesus did was he came, the Bible says, to make a way and to show us how it's supposed to be done. He entered into the mess of our lives. Are, are you in a mess today? Can I tell you something? Would you let Jesus enter into the mess of your life with you? He already knows. He already sees it all. He already recognizes everything about your life. He knows what's going on. Let him in. Let him be a part. You know, heroes, heroes are people that we look to that, that have done extraordinary things. People that we look up to. People that have done something that we think, gosh, that's incredible. 
Uh, just this morning, I was watching a news channel, and they had one of the Navy SEALs that had been involved in the raid on uh, Osama bin Laden's place years ago, and, and just thinking about what he did. If you've watched that movie, 13 Hours in, in Benghazi, and, and uh, seen how these men were so brave, uh, last, what, last man standing, or uh, the, the movie about the, 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 the company that was there, and there was only one survivor. Oh, Lone Survivor. That's what it is. The movie Lone Survivor. One survivor. Uh, the bravery of those men. They're heroes. And as you think about a hero, you think about someone that, that we look up to, we admire, that, that is someone that, that we can pattern life after that will inspire us. But can I tell you something? Even in the midst of all that, there are still people. And people are going are gonna to fail. They're going to falter. You know, and, and we get frustrated with that. It devastates us. We get discouraged. In fact, there are people that make incredible livings following the lives of all these Hollywood heroes and all these Hollywood actors. They, they make a big living just talking about their failures, talking about how they've messed up in life because that's what's eventually going to happen. But what I want you to know is this, is that Jesus Christ is a hero that we can pattern our life after. And let me tell you something. He will not fail you. He will not disappoint you why because he came and gave everything for us he's the hero that we look to and so there's a song that i love and i want to share this with you we're going to we're going to play it and as we play the song it, just picture this idea of of jesus christ and and picture this idea of someone that enters into our lives enter into the chaos of our lives and he does it purposefully and he comes you know in a way it makes a difference. This is a song by the Food Fighters. It's called Hero. I love this song. We'll come back and talk about it. Listen to it.
what what a cool song, right? I mean, and if you envision this whole idea, it, it he makes a statement. He says, you know, kudos, my hero, leaving all the best. Uh, you know, my hero, uh, the one that's on there that you see, watch him as he goes. He's the one that's making a difference. He's the one that's impacting people's lives. And and what I want to encourage you to kind of think about is this: is that as as Jesus Christ entered into the chaos of this world and the chaos of life and this earth and he made the sacrifice that we talked about last week. The whole thing that he did over and over again, as we've talked about it, is this it's engaging in people's lives, integrating into people's lives. And and he did that and he did it so well that he came to this place where he said, Listen, okay, here's the deal, is that I'm gonna have to go. I've got a purpose, and that purpose is that I have to, I'm gonna lay down my life for you. And he even said, Greater love hath no man than this that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And so what I want you to see is this. Maybe you're lonely today. Maybe you're struggling today. Maybe you find yourself trying to be in control of everything around you. What we want is someone that we can say, look, that's my hero. That's the, that's the person. That's the one that entered into the chaos and the fray of my life. And man, he was there for me. They were there for me. And I want you to know that's who Jesus Christ was. So much so that when he began to leave, he was like, look, don't be afraid. In fact, in John 14, I love this passage. It's in John 14, verse 1. Jesus says, look, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Listen, there's more than enough room in my father's home. If it were not so, I'd tell you. And look, when everything's ready, I'm going to come back and get you. That where I am, you will always be with me. Always. And, and I love that because here's the thing that... that that Jesus was saying, Jesus was saying, listen, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just leave you here. In fact, he goes on in the next passage, and he, or later on in that passage, he says, listen, I'm not gonna leave you as orphans. I'm not gonna leave you by yourself. He's, I'm gonna send you help. I'm gonna send you my presence to be with you, and that's what's great. And we're gonna talk about this in the weeks to come. But that when Jesus Christ came and he lived his life. He grew and became a man and, and showed us how to live. He engaged with people. He healed the sick. He, he raised the dead. He was there to engage in the chaos of people's lives. He forgave people. He showed people how to forgive. All the things that he did, he did all that. And then he said, listen, I'm going to have to leave for a while, but don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. The greatest thing about a relationship with God and what Christ did and what we talked about last week as we continue the story of what Jesus Christ did for us is that, that Jesus not only showed us how, but he made a way. And then he made a promise, a promise. And here's where it comes down to folks. Here's where people struggle. Here's where we all struggle. Faith, trust, hope. We don't trust. We, we don't feel like we have hope at times. We're fearful. We're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So many of us live in deep fear and denial. So many of us try to solve our own problems. And, and how often is a problem solved by drinking it away? Maybe temporarily, but it's not going to last. How often is a problem solved by eating it away? How often do those things even help us? I mean, the reality of it is, is that we all have to make a decision. We can't fantasize out of reality. We can't avoid reality. It's not going to leave us. And what Jesus is saying is, listen, look, don't be troubled. Don't be fearful. Trust in me. I'm making you a promise and I'm going to fulfill it. And then he goes on to say down in John 14, in verse 16, he says, listen, I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to send you my presence. It says, look, the world can't receive him. Why? Because they live in sin, because they don't, they don't trust me. But if you'll trust me, if you'll believe in my, the, the path that I am making for you, right? I'm not going to abandon you. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to be with you. And then he goes on down here and says in John 14, 27, one of my favorite verses. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift. What is that gift? Peace of mind and heart. Now think about that. As we bring all this, and I love to kind of make sure we, we, we make our point. As you think about how that, that sin entered into the world, God created man in his image, created woman to be with man, to, to compliment man, and that they complimented each other, to share that relationship with one another. 
to individually love God, then share that with each other, and then to give that to their children and move out beyond the walls of their home, that's what we've talked about, and send it into the world, and everything began to fall apart. But here's the thing, is that Jesus came and God had a plan. And that plan was to make a way for us. And what what is the, the result of that? It's what Jesus says. He's saying, listen, I'm leaving you with a gift. And that gift is peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Oh, I love that verse. John 14, 27. It is an incredible verse. In fact, the whole passage of John 14 is incredible because why? He's our hero. He made a way. And he's not a hero that's going to fail us. He's not a hero that we're going to have to read that, that he jacked things up. No, he didn't. He didn't jack things up. He made them right. Even in the midst that when he was hanging on that cross that we talked about last week and that we reflect on all the time, he, the Bible says, he look, he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have said, look, this is enough. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And, and did he not have every reason? I mean, he had been betrayed by, the, by someone he trusted. He had been left by pretty much everyone that had followed him other than John. John stayed till the end. His mother was there. But, I mean, did he not have every reason? How often in our life, as we think back about Easter, and we think about family, we think about disappointments, we think about struggles, we think about all these things that we've faced in life, how often we've been betrayed. We've been, how often have we betrayed? How often have we avoided reality? How often have we just jacked things up? But even in the midst of that, a hero, a hero stands firm. He stands true. And just like the song we just listened to, there he is for you today. That's him. I, I could, if we just stop for just a minute and just recognize, man, life is hard. Changing is hard. But what Jesus promised is this. Listen, I'm not going to leave you. And no, it's not going to be easy. Things just don't change overnight, right? We have to go through a process of healing. We have to go through a process of adjusting. If we're going to go on a diet, it's a process. I began one this week. Doing the keto diet, cutting out all sugar and carbs and all that stuff. I had a mammoth headache today because my body's used to all this other stuff, right? I even was going to go to yoga with my wife. Yoga intensity, for that matter. And man, it almost killed me. And you know, as, I was, as I was doing all this, I was thinking in my mind, man, look how out of shape I am. Look how hard this is. But you know what? We have to continue to press on. And keep moving forward. Why? That was the example that Jesus Christ gave to us. And that's what he showed us about why we need each other. Why we need him. Because here's what he says. He says, listen, I'm leaving you with a gift. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be in you. And it goes back to what it all began with. Not only am I going to be with you, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to guide you. I'm going to be in your life. And even though I'm going away, I'm going to come back. And if you really love me, you're going to be happy because here's the thing is I'm going to show you things. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to help you through hard times. And then in turn, you're going to be able to help somebody else. That's the whole point. Jesus Christ came to give us the example to make things right. To show us how to be obedient to the Father. He showed us how to have faith. He showed us how to trust God. Think about the faith. The greatest act of faith ever, ever, was Jesus Christ allowing his body to be beaten unmercifully. Allowing himself to be crucified. Allowing himself to be put to death. Allowing himself obediently. The Bible says no one, no one took Jesus' life from him. He gave it. He gave his life. He laid down willingly. There were two thieves, right, that were, on the, that were, were crucified beside him, and they were throwing fits and fighting. Jesus just laid down. Why? Because he gave himself. That's what a hero does. A hero steps into the fray of our lives, sees the mess that we're in, and then he shows us a better way. And that's what Jesus did. And why did he do that? He did that so that we could in turn show that way to other people. 
You know, if you go on down in, in chapter 14 of John, he says, listen, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. Now think about that. We've talked about this. There is a ruler of this world, and that's the enemy. It's Satan. But he made a statement. Jesus said, he has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know, watch this, that I love the Father. Stephen, what does that mean to me? It means everything to me. It means everything to you. Jesus Christ said, listen, this world is sinful. I came into this world to make a way. He doesn't have any power over me. But what I allow him, is that not powerful? Folks, listen, I don't know where you're sitting today, this morning. I don't know what your problems are. I don't know what you're battling. I don't know. Maybe you're, I mean, you have to fill in the blanks. No, Nobody knows. God knows, but and only you and God know your situation, your circumstance. But, but I want you to know that, that there really is a hero that we can look to. There is a, there is a Savior, and his name is Jesus. And, and that word Savior, when you think about it, to save us, to pull us from where we are and what we've done, what we've been through, to make a way. It doesn't mean that we forget the past. That's unhealthy. It's that we begin to understand the past. We see ourselves. We see our struggles. We see how we got to where we are. We recognize, maybe you're listening and you think, Stephen, I didn't, I didn't make the decisions that got me to where I am. They were done to me. I understand that. I get it. I, I see it. But can I tell you something? I think in the midst of all that, what so many people do is they feel helpless. Hopeless. And that brings us to what we began talking about last week. Is that we can know that we don't have to be imprisoned to our failure. We don't have to be imprisoned to what others have done to us. We don't have to be enslaved to whatever our addictions are. We don't have to be in captivity to struggles and failures in our life, to addiction. All these things are, are part of this sinful world that, that Jesus said, look, I came into this world and it does have a ruler and the enemy is all about destruction and, and destroying lives. But I came into this life to make a way for you so that you could be free. And in a minute, we're going to come back and, and, and we're going to talk about this verse. But I want to read this verse to you. It's in Romans chapter 5. And this is where we're going to go back. We were there last week. We're going to go back and look at it again. But the Bible says when we were utterly helpless. Man, does anybody feel helpless today? Is there situations that you faced in the past and you thought, man, I didn't know I was going to make it. Maybe you, a situation in, in, the, in the midst of the situation, in the midst of the moment, it, it just felt like it was impossible. I mean, you literally thought, how am I going to make it? Can I tell you something, man? I have gone into my backyard and I've looked up at the sky on a starlit night here in Texas. And I thought, how in the world are we going to get out of this? In fact, if I'm completely honest, there are things in my life right now. And I think, how, how am I going to make it through this? How are we going to get through it? Just don't know. That's what this verse is all about. When we were utterly helpless, lost, watch this. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. He made a way. And that's what we want to talk about as we close this out this morning. You know, there's a song by Bethel Music, and, and I may have played it before, but it's called No Longer Slaves. And I want you to listen to this song. And, and as we listen to it, I want us to put it all together. The beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God made man in his image. Saul, so look, it's not good for man to be alone. He created a woman out of the man so that what? They could love God individually and they could share that relationship with one another intimately, relationally, in every way possible. And then they could give that to their offspring, to their children, to their community. Listen, that's what it's all about. But sin came to try to screw it all up, to try to divide us, to separate us from God, right? But then when we were utterly helpless... And wondered how we're going to make it. Christ came and made a way. Wherever you are this morning. 
whatever you're facing, whatever you've gone through, can I tell you something? Jesus is the way. He is that hero. You don't have to be a slave anymore. You don't have to be a slave to depression. You don't have to be a slave to guilt and shame. You don't have to be imprisoned to bitterness and anger. You don't have to hold on to those things. You can deal with them. You can be free. You can understand he's that presence in your life that you need. That's why God sent Jesus to make a way and to show us there was a way and to show us what God is all about. And what was God all about? It's all in that commandment when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other. That's who God is. You don't have to be a slave anymore this morning. Just simply by making that decision and choice, you can be free. Listen to the song. It's a beautiful song. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies to all my fears as a cold.
So, I love what the what the song says. I mean, the whole song begins, and, and it says, You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance. Watch this. From my enemies. And, and that's what we're talking about is this, is that, that we do have an enemy, and that, that, that all this junk and all this mess that we have to live with in this life is a result of sin. Uh, sin that, that was brought into this, this world. And that we all are a part of. We're born into it. We're born into it. And what the song is saying is, listen, what we've been trying to share and what we celebrated last week and what we remembered last week is that through Jesus Christ and the way that he has made for us that, that we can find freedom. And I love what he says. Look, it's, a, it's of deliverance from my enemies to all my fears are gone. Look, I'm no longer a slave to fear. And then I love what the song says. We've been liberated liberated past tense from our bondage we're the sons of sons and the daughter let us sing of our freedom here i want you to know something it's already done for you it's already accomplished you have been liberated you have been freed from whatever it is even in the midst of destruction and pain even in the midst of of sickness and disease even in the midst of having a diagnosis that is un, that you feel is unfair and you don't understand. Listen, in the midst of that, you can be liberated. You can have freedom. You do not have to be afraid. Why? Because of Jesus. He gives you the faith that you need. It's beyond this world. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, 7, Look, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And then he says, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You see, what happens is that you are given a peace that transcends understanding. It's beyond understanding. That's why I, I look at people that I know even today that are going through things that, that are just beyond me. But they have peace in the midst of it. Why? Because their, their comfort and their hope is found in Jesus. It's found in the finished work of Jesus Christ. They know that that sickness does not hold them in captivity. Yes, it may dominate their life in this world, but it does not dominate their future. It does not dominate their eternity. That's the whole point of what we read because Jesus, the Bible says in, in Romans 5, 6, that when Jesus Christ came at the right time, he died for sinners. And remember last week we talked about, now, now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person some might be might die for a, a good person but god showed his great love for us romans 5 verse 8 that sending christ to die for us while we were still sinners and watch and we have been made right in god's sight by the blood of jesus and he will certainly save us from god's condemnation here's the thing is that what we couldn't do for ourselves, jesus did for us and our friendship was god was restored by the death of Jesus. Sin was conquered by Jesus Christ and his death for us. And then we are saved through his life. Our hope is found in the fact that Jesus Christ didn't stay in the tomb. We talked about that last week. We celebrated that last week. He was risen. And so Stephen, why are we coming back to this? Because here's what I want you to see is that individually, we need to all make this decision. We need to make the decision to know and, and, and realize that everything was jacked up. Everything was messed up. But when we're able to come into that relationship with God, he changes everything for us first. So often we want to save everybody else. We want other people to, 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 to be free. We want to help other people. Can I tell you something? What I have learned about myself is many times I want to help somebody else to avoid the own, my own issues. Here's what, here's what God's trying to teach us today. Listen, the Bible says, look, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the one that loved me and gave himself for me. Stephen, what does that mean? That means that we come to the individual decision that we are going to trust God above everything else. 
that we are going to believe in the sacrifice that he made for us and the way that he made for us through Jesus Christ. Then when we do that, he begins a process of changing us from the inside out. He begins to change us and form us into what he wants us to be. And what is that? Free, filled with hope, filled with love, filled with forgiveness, filled with peace. That's why he says, look, the fruits of having Jesus in your life, the result of having Jesus in your life are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Paul tells us, and he speaks that to us in Galatians, and he says, listen, here's what you can have. Are you sitting here today as you're listening this morning? Are you at this place in your life when you think, you know what, everything's in shambles. I don't know what to do. Can I tell you something? Put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ because that's why he came. And here's the exciting part. And here's what I want us to continue to move forward in. Why is that so important? Listen, your marriage will never become and be what God intended for it to be and what you desire for it to be until you make this right individually, until you deal with you, until I deal with me, until we make those decisions individually to trust that God is enough to trust that Jesus made a way, to put our faith in him. That's why Paul said, look, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And then he makes everything else possible. He's the one that makes it possible to, to go through tough times that you don't think you can make it through. And he surrounds you with people to support you, yes, to be there. But it, it's him. He's the one that helps us overcome the addiction. He's the one that gives us the self-discipline. He gives us the ability to do what we need to do, the self-control, to overcome eating and struggles, to get up and do what we need to do, to be obedient, to make, to, to allow God to have control of our complete life. Do you see? And then, then by obedience to the Father, we are able then in turn to share that with other people. You know, people want you to live authentically in community. People want us, they want us to be honest about our failures, our struggles. They want us to authentically walk among them and not to, to say we've got it together, but to say, listen, I don't have it together, but the thing that's made it different for me is Jesus. He's the one that made it right for me. Here's what, the Bible says down in, you move on down to Romans chapter five, it says, listen, when sin came into the world through Adam, then that caused death to rule over many. But watch this for the sin of the one man, Adam caused death to rule over everyone, many, but even greater is the wonderful grace of his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to tell you something. Man, listen, God's there. He's always been there. He always will be there. Sin entered into this world, and man, death, disease, sickness, struggles, addictions, failures, all this junk that happens is a result of sin. It's a result of our choices in sinful lifestyles. Sometimes things that have happened to us, that's a result of sin that we couldn't control. Abuse. Those of you out there that, have, that were abused as children, that were taken advantage of. Those that have been left behind. Those that have been isolated. Whatever the case may be. But I want you to know today that the answer to all those things is found in Jesus. That's what Paul said. Yeah, one person disobeyed and things got jacked up. But then God sent his son and he was obedient. And he made a way that all who receive it. All who receive it, Romans 5 verse 17, will triumph, live in triumph, live in victory over sin and over death. Who? Through Jesus Christ. This morning, man, I, I hope and pray that that'll be something that you can recognize in your own life. I hope it'll be something that you acknowledge today. And then in turn, 
you can share that with other people. Man, I'm so glad that you joined us this morning. Let's pray together. And as we kind of keep moving forward, I want you to know that the reason I'm on here and the reason that I'm so thankful for the chance to talk to you is because, listen, make it clear and let it be clear. Man, my life is a mess. It always has been. I make bad choices, have made bad decisions that have caused all kinds of issues. But can I tell you the one thing that that changes everything for me is it's Jesus. It's, it's what my wife has said over and over again. Hey, listen, loving him most, loving him most first, and then he'll order things beyond that. And you know what that causes us to do is say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for all that you are. Your praise will ever be on my lips. You're going to make things right. You have made things right. This morning, wherever you are, wherever you're driving, wherever you're sitting, whatever you're doing, would you just stop for just a minute? Would you just say, Lord, what I believe. I believe that what, what Stephen is sharing with me through, through your word, I believe that. I believe you sent your son, Jesus. I believe that he made a way. And in the chaos of my life, I don't know what to do about this issue, my struggle. I don't know what to do. But God, you do. I want to trust you. Man, if you if you make that decision, can I tell you something? Listen, I, we're going to begin to help you more and more in the weeks to come. That God's going to show you that everything that you have gone through, because of sin, because of failure, because of decisions and choices we've made and others have made, that through Jesus we can be forgiven. We can have faith. We can believe. We can have hope. And then things can change for us. And guess what? Then God will use you. And you'll see those changes, those things change in other people too. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for this opportunity to share with these incredible people. But I pray for everyone listening to the sound of my voice. I pray, God, that you would bless them. Lay your hand upon them. I pray you'd encourage them today. And Lord, whatever their needs are, I pray that you would meet them. And I pray they would recognize, yes, we are sinners. And yes, this world is jacked up. And yes, things are all out of order. But God, Jesus came to put things back in order for us. And when we trust him, and we trust what you did through him, and that God, yes, he did die, but yes, you rose him again, and through his life, we can have life. Then Lord, in the midst of the chaos and the confusion and the pain and the struggles, we can have peace. And one day, one day, like Jesus promised, you're going to come back, and you are making a home for us. There's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, without mosquitoes, without thickets, without all the junk, without death and disease and sickness, without divorce and abuse and betrayal, you're going to come back and make it right and we'll be able to live with you forever. I pray, God, that you would do that in these people's lives and let us trust that in our own lives. And then, God, you use us to share that message with other people. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you for all that you've done. We thank you for this chance to be here digging deep together on True Texas Radio. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said... Amen. Thank you for joining us. We're going to play a little music as we leave out with you. And um, hope you have a wonderful day. Be blessed today. And let his praise be on your lips as you move forward. All right? Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Talk to you next week.